Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Heidi St. John podcast. Today is Wednesday, if you can even believe it, the 10th of April. This is episode number 751. We are hip deep right now into the study on discernment that we are doing at Mom Strong International, which relates to the studies that we've been talking about with regard to yoga and Christianity, with how do Christians relate to the culture? What does it take to be discerning in the culture today. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right. So thanks everybody for tuning in today. I want to just say how much I appreciate you leaving reviews for the podcast over at iTunes. If you haven't done it, or if it's been a long time since you've done it and you want to renew your review of this podcast, we would certainly appreciate it. We are over a thousand reviews. There's Thank you, thank you, thank you for doing that. I would love to see the same thing happen for my book, Becoming Mom Strong, which is at Barnes & Noble. You can find it at Goodreads, at Amazon. If you have not left a review and you've read that book, you guys, I can't even tell you how much it encourages me uh, if you do that, if you leave a review for Becoming Mom Strong or any of the books that I've written over at social media, particularly at Amazon. A couple things I want to touch on really quickly before I jump into the study. Uh, I'm on my way to Waco, Texas right now. My husband and I are staying at Fall Creek near Branson, Missouri. And we had a great time at Answers in Genesis. We we're getting ready to, yesterday we, we met for quite a while with the senior pastor, Phil Hopper, over at Abundant Life Church in Lee Summit, where I will be speaking to women on Mother's Day. I'm so excited about that. And uh, I wanna just address really quickly this idea, or the issue rather, of yoga. So you guys know I had my friend Jessica Smith on the podcast on Friday and again on Monday, and here today it's Wednesday, and it seems the controversy has only just begun. And I finally did a Facebook Live about it because I wanted you guys to hear my heart, and I wanted to say, hey, don't criticize this, which is what's happening on Facebook, if you're not willing to listen to the podcast. And here's the thing, I said this on my Facebook Live, I said it at the podcast, I'm gonna say it again. As believers, we should be willing to be wrong. We should be willing to be wrong. And for me, my my embracing yoga, not really understanding that it really, you can't do the, you can't practice yoga and separate it from the religion that says that uh, you can become God, that really would take you away from the one true God. And I have been amazed really, truly, genuinely amazed at the backlash from other Christians who accused me of saying that I believe that it was Jesus plus anything that equals salvation, and that's not true at all. 
I believe that Jesus plus nothing equals salvation, but that we are working out our salvation. We are in the process of sanctification, which is to become more like Jesus. And that's what we want to be doing. And so if you haven't listened to the podcast where I talked to Jessica Smith about yoga, You'll hear me sort of change my mind in the discussion there, and you can. I hope you'll be able to see why. Um, I didn't love it that someone said to me, hey, Heidi, you could be wrong. I didn't like that, but as I prayed about it, I realized, oh my goodness, the practice of yoga in and of itself is designed to turn our hearts away from following the one true God and toward another path. Yoga means to be yoked together with something. And we read in Matthew 11 that Jesus said to take his yoke upon you, be yoked to him because his yoke is easy and his burden is light and we will find rest for our souls. And I was thinking, how many of us are looking for rest in other places? We're looking for significance. We're looking for platform. We're looking for all kinds of things outside of God's design for us. We certainly see this uh lived out right now in the um, in the transgender movement. We're seeing it in gay marriage. We see it all over the culture where people are saying, forget what God said. Forget what the creator of the universe said. Forget that he said, you should have no other gods before me. And instead, we're choosing to follow our own desires and it's leading us away from God and and in a life that God said, this isn't what I have for you. This isn't my best for you. And so I, I knew that when I did that podcast, I would receive a fair amount of criticism and I have, but frankly, I've been dis- disappointed really to see so many Christians who, as I said on my Facebook live the other day, we don't want to have our lollipops taken from us, even if they're soaked in manure. And the yoga lollipop is soaked in manure. And I'm fairly certain that Jessica made a very clear case for that in scripture. So if you haven't listened, I want to encourage you. Many, many, many of you have written to me. I've received many emails about this. And just, I want you to know, if I don't read it personally, my staff reads it. I definitely get the highlights from them every day. And I want to say thank you for those of you who have asked for prayer. We are definitely praying for you. I want to just encourage you, if you're not following um, the ministry of Mom Strong International. Today is the day that we go over the Bible study. Today is the day that I spend um, hopefully encouraging you and discipling you in the Word of God so that you can keep the Word, so that you can live it out in your daily life. This is not about legalism. It's not about me uh, encouraging you to toward another speaker. It's not about any of that stuff. This is about me saying, let's follow Christ. Let's follow him in our own lives. Let's follow him privately when no one else is watching. Let's follow him publicly on Facebook when everyone is watching, right? Let's just follow him all, all over the place, wherever we can follow him, let's do it. And so I'm gonna encourage you toward that end today. And we're in the book of James over at MomStrong International. It's not too late to join us. You can find me at momstronginternational.com. It's just $2 and about 15 cents a week. So for the less than a cup of coffee every week at Starbucks, you can join us and you're going to get a fantastic uh, Bible study that's both uh, in-depth and accurate. We want to encourage you to study God's word as it's written. And I want to also encourage you, you can, if you're a believer, you can know what God is saying. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. Open up your Bibles and read his word for yourself. Don't depend on your pastor to suit you up for battle. Don't depend on your youth pastor to suit your children up for battle. It's your job. I want to encourage you to take personal responsibility. And we're in the book of James. 
particularly this week. And uh, there are lots of other scriptures. I only have time today to, to go over the passage in James chapter 1, verses 22 to 27. But the book of James is one of the most practical books in the Bible. And if you haven't read it yet, it wouldn't actually take you very long to read it. Uh, open up your Bible to the book of James. It's a very short uh, short book. And as I'm looking at it right now in my Bible, actually, it's only five chapters long. You can totally read it. But I'm in James chapter one today. And one of the things I love about James is that he doesn't pull any punches when it comes to obedience and living out our faith. This is really why I decided to uh, tackle the topic of yoga. And there are many other controversial topics that I plan on tackling in the months to come at the podcast, because I want us to be listening to God and following the Holy Spirit in our life. And James chapter one, verses 22 to 27 provides a perfect explanation of what it looks like to keep the word. Now, I've had a lot of you in the last several days in particular say that, um, Basically, several of you said, hey, Heidi, don't tell me how to love God. I can love God and do yoga. Listen, I never said that you don't love God if you do yoga. I have practiced yoga and I still love the Lord. So our love for God isn't what's in question here. What's in question is our obedience, our understanding. And I want to uh, take you to the book of James today, James chapter one, verses 22 to 27, so that you can compare and contrast what a hearer is to what a doer is of the word. So let's start in uh, verse 22 of chapter one. Do not merely listen to the word. I'm gonna stop right there. So don't merely listen to the word. How many of us are just listening to the word? And actually, we're not really even listening. We're listening to what we wanna hear and we're putting everything else down. It's called cherry picking what we want. And James doesn't pull any punches like I said a few minutes ago. He's coming right out and saying, knock it off. Don't merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Do what it says. This was the reason I decided to take on the controversial topic of yoga as it applies to Christianity. This is how come I talk about homosexuality inside the church. This is why I say that the transgender movement is based on a lie because we know it's a lie based on Genesis chapter one and two, where God said he made us male and female in his image. And when we go to James, James said, don't just listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, do what it says. So if we listen, but we don't do what it says, then we're deceiving ourselves. Verse 23, anyone who listens to the word, but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror. And after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. If anyone considers himself religious and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, listen up, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the word. And so as we talk about what it means to be a hearer as opposed to a doer, the Bible says that this is like a man who sees himself in a mirror and forgets what he looks like. And to be honest, you guys, this is the church right now. 
Like we can re- we could make a very strong argument for this is exactly what's happened in the church. We see ourselves in the mirror, we read something in church, and then we go home and we hear it, but we don't actually put it into practice. This is why I said that Christians lo- hate it when we take their lollipops from them, even if they're soaked in manure. And so James is saying there's a big difference between being a hearer of the word and a doer. It's like a man who sees himself in the mirror and forgets what he looks like. So let's think about this for, for just a couple of minutes. And we we dig really deep into this in, at MomStrong International. You guys are going to be super blessed as we study discernment and what it means to be discerning. Spurgeon said that the difference between discernment and not discernment is the difference between knowing what is right and what's almost right. And what's almost right. And what we want to do is walk in such a way that everyone around us says those people are set apart. You know, we had the the privilege, really, uh, it was an incredible opportunity to go and see the Sight and Sound Museum in Branson, Missouri, uh, yesterday with our kids. We've never been, but we've heard about it. And we went and saw the play Samson. Incredible. They bring live animals into this uh, dramatic presentation. Uh, we're talking fire and water and special effects. But the thing that really struck me the most out of everything that was happening in that in that play was Samson's introspection. And the narrator came out at one point, I think halfway through, and just said, God gives us an opportunity to choose. And that choice that we make determines where our heart is at. It's less about what we do at the end of the day and more about will we be obedient to Christ? Because many of us who have raised children know you can have a child who is made to do the right thing, right? So if you if you tell that child, sit down, and the child sits down, most mothers, most fathers can tell you when that child is still very much standing up on the inside. God wants us to surrender our will to his. And that's the difference between someone who is a hearer of the word. Thank you for that lovely message. It was fantastic. I'm going to blog about it. I'm going to uh, I'm going to I'm going to make a little journal entry. I'm going to underline those verses in my Bible. I'm going to celebrate by driving through Chick-fil-A on Monday because everyone knows our clothes on Sunday. And uh, I'm going to go on with my life. As opposed to a doer who is saying, "Lord, like David did in the Psalms, open my eyes. Show me if there's anything that I'm missing." And so often we're missing things. And James in this passage points out two to three practical things that are characteristics of doers of the word. He says, if anyone considers himself religious, but doesn't keep a tight rein on his tongue, he's deceived and his religion is worthless. And we deceive ourselves if we think that it's pleasing to God to interact with his word, but not keep it. God said, you should have no other gods before me. How many of us, even inadvertently, have other gods before the one true God? And I wonder, how is that affecting our ability to minister to our neighbors, to be effective in the Christian community? I wonder how many of us, it's hindering our testimony in front of our children and in front of our extended families. You see, we can't be content or we shouldn't be with simply hearing the word and then just walking away. I said this last weekend in uh, Morristown, 
uh, Kentucky, where I was at the the Answers for Women conference, wonderful at the Answer Centers for Answers in Genesis. And uh, I was talking about the importance of walking in right relationship with God. You see, God's end goal, I want you guys to hear me, so listen up. God's end goal in his word is not simply agreement with his word, it's transformation. It's transformation. And so many of you who have angrily emailed me this week saying that you can absolutely practice yoga and still be honoring to God, I just want to say to you, please look to God's word and then come back to me and make a biblical argument for your position. There's a difference between just hearing the word and actually applying it to her life. Michael Jackson, who's not a great example, obviously, of, uh, well, pretty much anything anymore. He said, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. And that's really what we're supposed to be doing. Looking at ourselves in the mirror and saying, Lord, we're doing what David did. Search me, try me, see if there's anything in my life that's not pleasing to you. I have had to do that. It was tough for me to come out and talk about yoga because so many of you have heard me uh, defended over the years as what I thought was innocent. And I engaged in it very innocently. And honestly, I don't even think I was sinning before the Lord. It's not even a matter of my uh, me feeling like I was sinning. It's more a matter of me saying, oh my goodness, I don't really understand how God is resolutely committed to his own glory. He's not going to share his glory with anyone. He won't share it in a seance. He won't share it with a Ouija board and he won't share it with yoga. And yet so many of you have said, that's not true. And yet what I read in the word of God tells me it is true. According to Strong's Concordance, the Greek word translated doer is the word paiotes, which where it, this is where we get the word poet. And God desires us, you and me, image bearers of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, men and women who are made in his image. God desires us to be a poem inspired by his word. And a poem is not a poem until it is written. And if we want to be doers, then we need to become God's poem to a hurting world. We need to be men and women who say we have answers to the struggles that we're having in the culture today. And some practical ways of becoming a doer and not just a hearer of the word. One of those practical ways is that we do what David did. We meditate on on God's word. We delight in it. We praise God for it. We teach it to other people. We seek it. We don't run from correction. We embrace being taught by the word of God and taught by his Holy Spirit. And through all of these things, I want to encourage you because God will be faithful to plant his word deep inside of you until it grows and bears much fruit in your life. God's desire is that our lives would bear fruit and the lives of our children and their families would also bear fruit. And so I want to encourage you, wherever you are today, get into the Word of God. Study with us at MomStrong International, and we are studying for the whole month of April this incredible opportunity we have to be discerning. That means rightly applying God's Word into 
our lives. I want to encourage you guys to come back on Friday the 12th. My friend Connie Albers has a brand new book out called Parenting Beyond the Rules, and she will be on my podcast this Friday, just encouraging parents of teenagers to stay in there with your teen. And I will be at Teach Them Diligently in Waco, Texas. Listen, you guys, God is doing some incredible things at Teach Them Diligently. There are some wonderful speakers that are going to be down there with me this weekend in Waco. I hope you guys will join us. After that, I've got a week off, and then I will be in Ottawa, Canada for the RVHEA convention. If you're anywhere in Canada, if you guys can get to Ottawa for that convention, come on out. Uh, Come up and talk to me. I've met so many of you, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of you uh, in the last several weeks that I've been on the road. Been privileged to pray for you, been privileged to pray with you, have many of you pray for me and for my family. We need to encourage each other to walk in right relationship with the Lord. If this podcast is encouraging to you, and I hope that it is, uh, we would be encouraged if you would leave reviews for the podcast over at iTunes. You can rate it and review it. Also, please leave reviews for Becoming Mom Strong, Prayers of the Battlefield, Bible Promises for Moms, which is just $2.99 on Amazon right now. Please leave reviews for those books. It encourages other people to pick them up and read them and hopefully apply the truths that are written in those books to their own lives. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with us or you would like to have a question answered at Mailbox Monday, please shoot us an email, podcast at thebusymom.com. If you'd like to reach out to us via email, we'd love to hear from you. We'd also be very encouraged by your financial support of this ministry. And that the best way to reach us that way is at 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. We love you guys so much. And I'll see you back here with my friend Connie Albers on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com. Mm-hmm.